0: hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizards, P-O-D.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica
1: 5. Oh, yeah.
0: It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Parides, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con five-packs and 25 count bundles starting
2: right now
0: using code lizard n6 that's coupon code lizard n6
3: well, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US the website is fabrica005.com that's fabrica005.com that's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Kano is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to Exactly. From it. Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed
2: you. were you on that Yeah. Panel? yeah. <laughs> I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. Right? <laughs> <All right. laughs> did, did you retrohale?
3: I just want to make sure you did. <laughs>
0: You can literally jump on the FOH forum
4: right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every
2: <laughs> note that you got that he didn't. Correct. From the retro hill. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in
1: bed. <laughs> <laughs> be
2: par- <laughs> become part of the FOH
0: community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami. So there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome.
4: Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fair enough. You know.
0: <laughs> Again, use code LIZARDN6. All one word, no space for 10% off. Cononazo. Five packs and 25 count bundles starting right now at fabrica005.com. That's fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 US. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. So good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Senator, Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 109th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our former lizard ring. We review the first new regular production RA cigar in decades. We discuss the 2024 Habanos Festival. We answer a listener email about proper conditions for cigar storage. And Pagoda finally has a rover, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy. As we pair 12 year age Bunehaven single malt scotch with the Ramon Ionis Ionis number three. A brand new release from Ramon Ionis tonight on the pod. It's called the Ionis number three. It's a Robusto Extra. The factory name is a Noblesas, which is a new Vitola for Cuba, aside from an EL. We can talk about that. It's a 52 ring gauge cigar by five and three eighths inches. And boys, I'm very excited to smoke this cigar tonight.
2: Wow. Honestly, it does not look like its younger brother, the Rass. It does not. This is a much prettier cigar. The wrapper is much nicer. Smooth, pretty pristine wrapper. It's still a little rustic, but not like the Ras.
0: Yeah, it's a good-looking cigar. Very I was nice. very excited when I got them. Yeah. You know, we talked about, you know, this is the third new release of cigars from Habanos we've done fairly recently, and I think that they're really trying to make a great first impression when they do these first run of cigars.
2: We love this marca. So. And, you know,
0: for Ramon to have one is, oh, is
4: really great. It's tremendous. I don't know. I, I feel differently. I'm sorry. The, really? The, to me, this looks just like a res. <laughs> nah. The wrapper has tons of visible veins. I mean, tons. You must have a bad and one. And it's super rustic, just like <laughs> a rest. Mine I mean, is Pagoda silk. I thought, Pagoda I thought it was it a rest. He
2: thought it was a res. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, he's, he's Pagoda.
4: <laughs> listen. Uh, listen. I mean, hold on. I have it to doesn't. show Giz this. Just just look at this.
0: Oh yeah, yours is a little bit more beat up than mine. Yeah, mine's pretty nice. <laughs> Senator just did show and tell for the listener. <laughs> yeah.
5: It it does
2: resemble a Ras. A bit. A bit. The Vitol is different, but Just I the think big, it's.
5: Big brother of Ras. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: All right, boys, let's cut this thing. <laughs> it's
2: about half an inch long.
1: <laughs> cold I don't draw know on what... the wrapper. <laughs> I
2: don't know what the secret is there. It's called wrapper analysis, Pagoda. All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> mm.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm excited. That is great on the cold draw. Mm. Oh, wow. My Pre- draw is wide open. Mine too. Pre- which, of course, you ex- you expect in a cigar this size. I'm getting a lot of dry fruit. Look at
4: that. I've even got a little dimple. You
0: got a dimple. So these were made at the Partagas factory. Uh, like I said, this is a brand new release. They were just they just came to market in April. This is Partagas factory UBL, March twenty three. So another youngin on the pod tonight. I love the cold draw. I Me agree. too. A little More earthy, dry fruit, classic Ramon Ionis yeah. flavor profile on the cold draw. I got a dimple too.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Partagas factory. Good start. Very,
5: Very
2: exciting. Start. They know how to roll.
0: All right, boys, let's light this thing. The Ramon Ionis. Ionis number three. Again, it's a 52 ring gauge cigar by five and three eighths inches long. Somebody's welding steel
3: in the room. <laughs> I might have to borrow your lighter again today, man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But yeah. Okay, I, to all the listeners, always come prepared. <laughs> I came in a what, an hour and 15 minutes late <laughs> today.
0: We'll always wait for you, Pagoda. Oh, thank you so much. Of course. It's good on the light, boys.
4: Yeah,
2: I haven't had it yet. Mm. Wow. Wow. Very Thanks. good on the
4: light. I'm shocked.
0: This cigar is not even a year old. Closer to six months, really.
2: Oh, wow. That's very good. This is sweeter than a ras. Oh, yes, it is. It is. Oh, this is very impressive. Yeah.
5: You know, it's amazing. This is probably the third or the fourth cigar that we have done that's like new. You yep. know, and they have all been home runs. Yeah, so far it's a home run. We did the Turquinos. We did the RG Coronas Delonste Delonsteles. Yep, this one and there was another one, right? Oh, uh, it was ball- the Turquinos,
0: ball- the Rafael Gonzalez, Coronas De Lonsdales, and this one are the, really the new ones, right? Um, that were recently released. And this is again like those those other two that we did. The, this is the first run of these cigars. So they came up, you know, when Habanos put these out in April, they came up, they flooded the market, and within a few weeks, they were gone. Very similar to the Turquinos. So, you know, it's, um, it's something, I'm, I'm assuming they're testing the market, they're testing the reaction. They're probably rolling more. Mm-hmm. The Turquinos is now having a second wave. This is true. So hopefully, this will be, in the next few months, people will be able to get their hands on these. What factory?
2: Do we a Partagas factory.
0: Oh, oh yeah, very UBI. nice. Excellent. So I did bring the box tonight, boys, because I wanted to show you this. We actually mentioned this a few episodes ago. I was talking about the health warning stickers on a box that I got covering the entire back. Yeah, and I think that's it. This is the one. This so is on the say f- you'll,
2: you'll grow a third eye?
0: On the front, there is a fetus, a picture oh of a fetus. And the back, I literally had to take a razor to cut out the sticker to, to try to find a box code. So who puts that on there? The Mexican government. On import, the Mexican distributor is required to put these on. So these came from Mexico. And uh, I mean, it's just, it's terribly unfortunate that they do this to a box of cigars. Sure. If it
4: conceals the date and box code,
2: that's that's not good.
4: Yeah. Give it another 10 years and can you imagine in America what the boxes are going to be covered in <laughs> yeah. at the rate we're going? Parchment
2: paper, fully wrapped.
0: So like I said, the factory name of this cigar is a Noblesas. It's the first time this uh, size, this specific size, has been used in a regular production Cuban cigar. The only other time that it's ever appeared was on the Partagas EL. It's called the number one from 2017. Uh, Again, it's 52 ring gauge by five and three eighths inches, very close to the Monte Cristo Edmundo, which is three millimeters shorter. So really if if you want to compare this to a cigar in size that's the one it's Monte Cristo Edmundo that's what we're holding in our hand you know with a difference of three millimeters so
2: what's funny to me is how inaccurate Cuba is with everything they do how do they get to within three millimeters and call this a different vitola right it's a good question it's strange
0: and I think they're always just coming trying to come up with fresh stuff and mm-hmm. hey this is a new size new mm-hmm. release in you know in a in a market that hasn't been served a new regular production cigar in like decades, right? You know, for many, many years Habano's cut Ramon down to only 3 cigars. You know, so it's nice that they're coming back around and giving some of these marcas well, this you is know, definitely new sizes a again. celebrated mark.
4: I- I'm hoping after a few more trips uh we take down there that there's a new vitola called the Legarto. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love if it was a Ramon.
2: Absolutely. That'd be
4: great. So, boys, this is great on the
0: light. Yeah. Really, really This nice. is a 52. Yeah, 52. Yeah.
5: What's an E2? 58? 54.
1: 54.
0: 54.
1: Mm-hmm. A little longer. Mm-hmm.
0: A little fatter, a little longer. But it's nice. You know, it feels good in the hand. It's not densely packed. And I think that, again, we're talking about these young cigars and these blending decisions. We talked about that on the Turquinos episode. We talked about that. On the R- Rafael Gonzalez Coronas de Lonsdale episode. And here we are again with a cigar that's seven months old, maybe. Mm-hmm. Smoking
3: great. Yeah. On the light. It's impressive. I'll tell you, it's a Chinese commitment to quality.
1: <laughs> 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 no, we've got to say something positive at We've got to say something positive.
3: <laughs> I don't know whether there's an influence or not, but. Hey. All right. Thanks, Pagoda.
4: Apparently, we're smoking counterfeits now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's say that out loud.
0: So, we've done quite a run of Ramon Iona cigars on this podcast. And, you know, just because we love them, and I just think, you know, we think that they smoke really well, Um, aside from one that did not perform very well. We'll talk about that later. But some of the other cigars we've done on the pod are the Specially Selected, which is a celebrated cigar in this group. Uh, We did the Superioris, which is an LCDH exclusive. We did the Small Club Corona. Delicious little cigar. Yeah, that was really uh, nice. We did that on a short smoke special. We did. And the other one that we did that was one of the highlights of this year was the Edizione Limitada from 2019, the number two mm. on episode 76, which got a 10.0. That's yeah. one of the best cigars we've smoked. Incredible. Which is a little uh, pyramid. How much are these? This was uh, for, So for this box of 10 that I was just holding, comes in a dress box, um, nothing fancy. Certainly covered in these stickers, it's not fancy, but classic uh, green Ramon. This box of ten was three hundred and fifteen bucks.
2: Okay. Thirty-two,
0: thirty-one bucks. Thirty thirty one dollars and fifty cents a cigar.
2: That's not cheap. Mm-mm.
0: But given some of the other new releases and, mm-hmm. and how they've been priced, it's nice that the Turquinhos that Rafael we did and this are yeah. accessibly priced.
2: And the Vitola kind of commands that number, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully it gives us a good night tonight.
0: So we have done some history on Ramon. I'll just go through it again briefly. Um, the cool thing about the brand is that there's a argument about when it was started. Habanos SA says the year is 1837, but the official documents that have been found in Havana show the marca as first being registered in 1845, which is wild. Um, the factory for the brand was constructed between 1859 and 1873. unbelievable. And you think about how much history That's incredible. Ramon Ionis has. <laughs> so the brand, there, it's had several owners over the years. It was owned by uh, UK importer Hunters and Frankow, which if you think about some of the boxes that we've got in the past, they're still the distributor. Uh, H&F boxes, you know, they have a little sticker. It's another kind of uh, endorsement of quality on those boxes that you get. Uh, And then the brand was purchased by the Partagus factory after that. And in the 1920s, Ramon was a huge, huge brand, especially in the UK, obviously, because Hunters was importing it and had a lot of success in the 1970s, 1980s. It started to be discontinued, lived a good life in the 1990s. And then it really went through a cutdown, like a lot of the other uh, markers in that kind of range in the 2000s, 2010s. Uh, it's classified as a value brand in the portfolio, and it only has a few cigars in regular production, which we'll go through. But um, we love this marca. Can't get enough of it. Yeah. Similar Nobody to Bolivar, knows. it's a little oh, yeah. brother to Particus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I I would put this right in line mm-hmm. with Bolivar, kind of where I view it in the Habanos essay catalog as far as quality and consistency.
5: And there's not a single person in this room who does not have Ramona Ionis in some form. And who doesn't love it. Who doesn't love it. Right. Yeah. You know, we all have boxes of... Uh, oh, yeah. 50 uh, cabs of so, ras, Especially select The
2: small club Coronas.
0: Oh, yeah. So let's go through the current production cigars. Um, there's not many of them. And actually, we've kind of checked almost all the boxes. We have one more after tonight, and we've gone through the entire current production
2: line of Ramon. Look, I'm so this is like I'm a halfway half inch in. It's getting better and better. It is really, really good, really nice cigar. I'm yeah, getting I'm savory happy. notes now with the backdrop of some fruit. It's really quite nice.
0: I think it's very much in line with my expectation of a Ramon cigar, the flavor profile. But I think it's a little different.
2: This is different than the rest.
0: I think it's a little I different, agree. Yeah. yeah, and I think that. You know, we talk about aging potential, and I think we mentioned on the Rafael Gonzalez episode that my sense, I don't know, I don't want to speak for the room, my sense is that that cigar doesn't have a ton of aging potential, just where it was, whereas this, I think this is a profile, this flavor profile, I think has a lot of potential to age really well. So back to current production cigars real quick. So like I said, we, we've done a bunch of them. The Small Club Corona is a Petite Corona 42 ring gauge by four and three-eighths inches. We did that on episode 55. The specially selected, which is a classic Cuban Robusto, certainly in this group, we did on episode nine, which is 100 episodes ago. This is episode 109. We did that 100 episodes ago. That's a Robusto 50 ring gauge by four and seven-eighths inches. The gigantes, which is a double Corona, 49 ring gauge by seven and five-eighths inches, same size as the Particus Lusitania, the Hoyle double Corona. Uh, and some others. The Superioris we talked about, which is the LCD exclusive. That's a Grand Corona, 46 by 5 and 5 eighths inches. And finally, the Ionis number three, which we're smoking tonight, the Robusto Extra. And that is the current offering from Ramon. I like the
2: Extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like this size? Yeah. yeah, this is nice. And if they never, ever expand the marca, I think we'll all still be very happy. Something to be said about quality at a low volume.
0: Yeah, and I think what we're experiencing is just, it seems like Cuba Tobacco, when they're blending and making these new cigars, they're making good decisions. Finally,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've had, we're have we three for three. It's Hopefully this continues this way, but
2: yeah, it seems really strong. Where are the Ramones cigars primarily rolled? Are they primarily out of the Partagas factory? That's the mother factory, but like yeah. all cigars. Like every other I mean, cigar, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're going to get, you know, you're gonna get RAS from a provincial and tons so of provincials. Yeah. Just like a D four. Mm-hmm. Like true. most Robustos. I would think that the Gigantis that double Corona is probably rolled in specific provincial factories. Very hard to roll. You know, maybe some at the at the Partagus factory, like the the Lucy, but they're from all over
2: the place. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I have to say, like the construction has
5: really been on par. Yeah. You know, they've really been good. I mean, yeah, absolutely no draw issues and uh They've been great, smoking yeah. great. Oh yeah.
0: So on the list of cigars that have been discontinued, we won't go through all of them. There's a couple I want to highlight because I just, you know, it's just unfortunate that they're gone. Uh certainly number one is a double Robusto called the Gigantis with a 109 head on it, which, you know, the 109 is that rounded head. The That's Lusitania right. was the Lusitania was actually originally a 109. That's right. Then they moved it to a double corona because it's a little easier to, to roll a double corona than a 109. Wish that was still around. And the big one, boys, is the 898. The Ramon Ionis 898, (sighs) discontinued in 2002. Somebody has those. Oh,
2: they do. (laughs) Giss is hiding out on the (laughs) floor. Yeah, who's holding
5: out? Somebody has those. Look at those
2: eyes. Look at that smile. This cigar is delicious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He is. Look at his face. Giss. (laughs)
0: Boys, this cigar is really good. <laughs> Look at this guy. Yes. Oh, my God. Is, is this of happening? Deflection. I think there's an accountability hour. Oh, big to-
2: I think we need to raid that tower. Well,
0: w- what I'll say about it is I do, in fact, have a box of Ramon Ionis 898. However,
2: this is a revelation. In true lizard fashion. They were con- discontinued when? 2002? 2002. I have one from the last year. 21-year-old box.
0: I have not cracked that box and I've not smoked one. And I plan to do that with you guys at some point. So I've had that in my tower for quite some time. I got them a while ago, but I have not cracked the box. No, so am no I time redeemed? time like the present. You am I what? redeemed? I love you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sounds like a yes, Bam. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, Ramon just has a great history and such a classy brand. I love smoking Ramon.
2: Oh, yeah. Totally which all.
0: is why we've done so many on the podcast. I mean, maybe aside from Padron and and Partagas, this is probably the the market that we've smoked the most of. Yeah. What else is discontinued? Oh, so many. Probably 30 or 40. Couple couple uh, machine made cigars that came in cellophane. Don't care about those. A Corona, Ponatellus. A 2011 um, EL. Yeah, the ELs are gone. They did have an Ionis number one that was a Lonsdale, a Dalius, which is the same size as the 898 discontinued yeah, in the 70s. Sure that would have been incredible. Yeah, so many cigars discontinued. And of course, you know, we have to mention, like many of these other portfolio brands, value brands, Ramon is used quite a bit for regional editions. You know, that's a big thing. Um, People collect those. There was actually, this is very cool. There was an exclusive regional edition release for the UK market, commissioned by Hunters and Franco, of a Ramon Ionis Bellicosos Finos. Wow. Identical size to the Bolivar. Yeah, so that was in 2005, came in a dress box of 25 cigars. And what's cool about it is there was no regional band on it. It just was a classic Ramon. And it's no
2: longer available. Yeah, it was only available for one year as a special release. Oh, man. You know how valuable those are? Giz, get on it. Giz, I'm sure he's got a box. We, we need a those. box.
1: <laughs> I don't think so, boys.
0: <laughs> uh, they also, yeah, they have so many regional editions. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So we, just know, a great brand. Uh, we know their
4: limitadas mm. deliver. Yeah. The 2019
0: but, we did. Unlike this cigar that we have in our hand. needed a lo- that cigar needed a lot of time. It did. As yeah. we it recapped.
4: Yeah. But it was worth it. It was definitely worth <laughs> it. It got a perfect 10. Perfect
0: 10, which is very rare. Yeah, it is. So this cigar was announced in 2021. It was released earlier this year, which of course is classic Habanos MO. And it was the first new cigar. In regular production for Ramon in decades, in many many decades, uh, and it was released April eighteenth of this year. So hopefully these will come widely available, mm-hmm. and all the lizards out there, instead of yelling at me that they can't find them, <laughs> will be able to find them soon. Hope. And seems like the trend is towards bigger ring gauge cigars mm-hmm. that
5: they're rolling,
3: even in Cuba. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the worldwide demand that we talked about yeah. a few episodes ago. Bigger cigars are. What people are chasing at the stores. Clearly, our also,
4: Lancero uh, reviews have not had an impact. No impact at all. That's <laughs> a lagging indicator. That's <laughs> a lagging. <laughs> Grinders with us today.
0: <laughs> so, boys, flavor profile wise, what are you guys getting? What kind of notes can you call out that you're getting out of the cigar?
2: Well, I think we called a bunch out earlier, but, Senator, what are you thinking?
0: I'd say dried fruit a
2: little bit. Oh, I, yeah, I said that yeah. earlier. And for me, a little savory.
3: I'm getting
0: yeah,
5: earthy, a
2: little
0: weather. A leather,
2: leather, a touch mm-hmm. maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'll tell you, I shouldn't say it, but uh, you remember? I think a couple of episodes ago, I uh, was smoking something and I got a flavor of tea. I don't know. I get this tea? a yeah, little like bit tea. in yeah. the beginning, only in the yeah. front of the. I can see front. where the tea, I, but can
2: I, come I, off as like a dried fruit. fruit dep- it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that, man
3: and uh so i'm like all right should i say something or not but no, yeah no i, yeah. Did, get it. I did get it i did get it. you know what's really yeah. interesting <laughs> no what's interesting is it's because i really like that flavor so it just becomes so much more enjoyable with you yeah yeah it's, right there it's with fantastic you. Yep. yeah
4: i think the thing that's interesting it's a complex cigar in that there are a lot of different flavors that you get in the cigar but none are overly pronounced like a ras is a little more aggressive in mm-hmm. flavor. Like, you know exactly what's hitting you, where this, you know, it's funny, I, I've just been sitting here a little bit perplexed because some of the flavors are not that obvious. Mm. You know, the fact that we're talking about like, is it dried fruit, is it tea, is it this savory? Like, mm. how do you even define it, right? Like, it. it's, they're it, they're more
2: subtle. They're there and they're good. But yeah. It's very subtle in the delivery. Which I love. This is really smooth and very velvety. I think my lack of calling
0: out specific flavors is, to your point, not a lack of complexity. It's not a lack of the flavors being there. I think they're just, I'm finding them to be very unique.
2: I don't think that I've had other cigars
0: that have tasted like this,
2: especially fresh. Maybe the Turquinos is probably the closest one I'm getting. For me, like that, in this, I'm getting like a salt, buttery thing with the fruit in the back. That's where I'm getting that savory for me. Maybe I'm going out on a limb, but that's what I'm getting. It's really quite satisfying. It's Redi- very, very It's good. ridiculous, yeah. No rough edges at all. Yeah. Nothing bitter here.
3: You know, for every time I have the Ras, I always say that's a Cuban-esque flavor, right? Mm. For me, it's the floral salty, I don't know. Very, uh, it's a very specific flavor. And when, this, is, this seems definitely a bit on the sweeter side mm. when compared to the Ras and just uh, what I'm experiencing.
4: What's strange is I I feel like the very first few puffs were sweet. And as I've gotten further into this, I feel like the sweetness is dialed down a lot. Now I feel like it's more savory, like Bam's describing. And the strange thing is I'm sitting here. I don't know that I've ever smoked a cigar and thought about food that I would that's pair a, this with. That's what I'm thinking about. Okay, so this is funny. Yes. And then I'm gonna Let's see if we're thinking the same Savory. thing. Savory. Yeah. Savory, baby. I, I just feel not like Not Brussels
3: sprouts. No. <laughs> no,
4: well, but we're going <laughs> in that you're direction. You're not that far off. I, I just feel like this would pair great with turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ooh. It's really weird. Yeah. I'm just getting like, I was like, going to say chestnuts and use that turkey.
5: Yeah,
2: I, it's just, we, I it so just, so then feels at the like Thanksgiving table, cookie. he's lighting right up. <laughs> 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 Mrs. Senator I, is going to get that frying pan ready in her other hand. <laughs> it's like, I, I Believe me, I thought about
4: it. This <laughs> turkey's infused with Ramon <laughs> again, <it's> shavings.
2: <laughs> no, he hangs the turkey carcass in the shed yeah. and lights a Ramon underneath oh, it. <laughs> it's got That's Ramon how you do it. DNA. <laughs>
0: I was thinking the same thing with food. I feel like I'm getting. I think that savory thing is kind of reminding me of of. It's reminding
2: me of stuffing. Yeah, and like turkey. Food. It's just weird. Honestly, yeah. a buttered croissant, man, works for me.
0: And yeah. definitely an undertone of leather for me. A, you know, a touch. kind of pairing with the the savory. Mm-hmm. Like leather is jumping at me right now. So I I wanted to mention this because. We were just talking about the rasp, but go to mention that, and and we've been kind of comparing it to that but and certainly, how could it not be in our mind? I mean, you know, we smoke so many of those. This is pretty cool. I got this out of the um I got this out of the El Habano moderno book that Alex Groom put together, and he wrote a note, I took a picture of it, wrote a note about the the rasp, especially selected it, and how, like the origins of Ramon Ionis, there is a dispute as to when the Wraths originally came out so in menron's book the an illustrated encyclopedia of post revolution havana cigars in 2003 he said that those cigars originally came out in 1980 and simon chase of hunters and Franco, as we mentioned owned you know ramon for a good period of time in the in the early 1900s said that he found a box in a uk estate sale dating back to 1968 So it's pretty wild that even a cigar that has been around as long as Arras has, it's still, there's like a debate as to Mm. its origins, which aligns very much with the the origins of Ramon Iones, which are, Habanos and and the records are not on the same page. It gives it a good mystique as well, man.
5: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Isn't isn't Ramon Iones the second oldest marca?
0: I think it might be. Uh, I think the oldest is the
5: poor Laranaga.
0: I it's think. definitely old. I mean, we were talking yeah. what?
2: I think he's right. Eighteen forty-five or something. And yeah, I
5: think poor Laranaga is like eighteen thirties. Yeah,
2: it's Ooh. amazing. It's getting better and better.
0: Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. How's the retro hell? Excellent. Very good.
5: Yeah. Excellent retro hell. Yeah, really good. I just accidentally did one. So,
2: accidentally,
0: I just accidentally ashed all over the floor. (laughs) Accidentally on purpose.
2: (laughs) What is that? Is that a
4: curb? What is that from? Accidentally, Accidentally it it might be a curb Curb reference. I think it's a
2: curb reference. (laughs) The spirit's fantastic.
4: Let's talk about.
2: it. I got to tell you, it's really going down nicely. I, with ice. I don't know how to pronounce this. I I call it it Bobenheim.
0: Baba Ganoush.
5: Baba Ganoush.
1: Bobenheim.
0: It's the. Buna Bunahabhine?
1: buen
0: desem. single malt Scotch whiskey.
3: Ben. I mean, look at
0: the spelling of that. B u n n a h a b e. Senator's just letting you go off right now. H a i n. <laughs> no oh, no he's loving at all. <laughs> it. How do you pronounce that? Does anybody have an idea? I, I think it's it's Buna, Habane.
2: Buna Habane. Okay, that okay. makes more sense. Nice. Buna Habane. Nice. Buna. I've never heard of this. You haven't? No, I haven't either. I, I I'm like I like it a lot. Although,
4: actually, from another website, I'm hearing that the B H sounds like a V in Gaelic. Grinder would be very proud here, and he would know how to pronounce this. Buna haven is how they're saying it's pronounced. Buna haven. I Buna can haven. Picture,
5: I can picture Grinders correcting oh. all of this. Oh problems. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Buna
4: Buna haven. So th- this is a funny one because I was. Um, I was visiting a friend of mine who lives in DC and uh, he's a big Scotch guy. He's been to Scotland before. And uh, when I was over at his place and he offered me some Scotch, and he's got a pretty cool collection. I said, I want to try something I haven't had before. And he's one of these guys who he doesn't really pursue as aggressively like the big commercial stuff that a lot of us love, like McAllen, Balvenie stuff like that. He's all about like these kind of more boutique distilleries and so there were maybe three bottles that I spotted immediately. I was like, I've not had that, that, and that. So I want to try them. And this was one of them. And I was like, the first sip I took had this just like kind of odd aftertaste. And then the more I drank it, I grew to appreciate it. And when you look into history, and, and Giz actually sent some, I think, helpful um, uh, history on the the distillery itself, but... Their style is very unique because they're from Isla, which is known as making some of the Pedia scotches, period. And what my buddy appreciates about it, and I very much see why, like this is their take on there is some peat, but it is very subtle, very mellow, and does not punch you in your face like Lafroig or some of the other like really peaty scotches. So... For our palates that I think don't gravitate toward overly peaty scotch, yeah. I thought it was something interesting for us to try. No,
3: yeah. this is great. This is great because uh, nice. you know the first sip. You're so right. You do get a little bit of the hint <laughs> of peatiness. without the ice, and even uh, with it, you get a bit. a bit. You do the first first sip definitely. Yeah. Okay, because every time you'll have a peaty uh, um, scotch, you get that smokiness or, right away. You know, coming right away, and then as time progresses, it becomes smoother hits. and smoother. Yeah, yeah. it's great.
0: And I think too. I want to just say on the peatiness thing, I don't mind a, a peaty scotch. I don't go as far as I, I do like Lafroy now, but I don't. I don't go super hard into the no, peat, not to do with except for when. Do you mean Lagavulin? Excuse lag- me, Lagavulin. Lag- yeah, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I don't go heavily peat except when I'm not looking for peat. Except for when we've talked about this, when I can't pair
4: it with a cigar. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. When you're sitting at the table and you're sitting there just craving a
2: cigar and there's (laughs) chaos going on, that's when you pour a That's called the torture chamber, okay? (laughs) And you need to release and get the heck out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, I'm going to the
0: garage. You know, I know know there's (laughs) listeners out there who would vehemently disagree with this, but I just don't think that for my palate that I want something peaty, super peaty, pairing with my cigar. I just don't think they complement each each other as much as a, a cigar that's- You're not wrong. You know, that's yeah, that's, that, that's that's true. not carrying as, as much peat. For it. us, you're right.
5: But yeah. don't you think in the wintertime you kind of sometimes crave that?
4: I
1: do enjoy yeah, it in the winter. You're sure. right. Yeah, right.
4: Yeah, For sure. And I think yeah. this is like a nice balance where you can enjoy this in the summer because it's so lightly peated mm-hmm. and also in the winter when you want peat but not a lot of peat. So I just think it's very versatile, which is really nice. I'm getting um, a lot of sweetness on it for me personally. So that, there's a reason for that. So a little bit on the history that we'll get into why we're getting some of the notes we are. So Buna Haven was established in 1883 by uh, this guy William Robertson and the Greenlees brothers. Uh, and it's one of the older distilleries in the Isle of Isla, Scotland. Uh, the distillery was intentionally built in a remote and sheltered location on the northeastern coast. And that was meant to provide a milder, less peaty scotch in Isla. Islay. Uh, which is great. The, the, it's funny, actually. So they were acquired by Highland, which we've done Highland. On. We have Highland, Highland Park. Park. We did yeah, the 18, yeah. right?
2: That was very good, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It, was it was good. That was a good or, scotch. Oh, yeah. 18. 18.
4: I think it was the 18. No. It
3: was the 18. No. Highland Park? Maybe. No. Yeah, I thought it was the 12. Was
2: 12.
0: Was I'll look 12. while you're talking, and I'll it come
4: back. Yeah, it was definitely be the 12, because I was saying yeah. the most famous expression they make is the 18, and we uh, like the
2: 12, so we should right. do the 18. That's right. That's right. He's right.
4: So We did do the 12. Yeah. So Highland bought them in 1963, and then they became part of the Edrington Group, which I'm not familiar with. We've mentioned Bam's that Bam's very name.
0: familiar with them. Go ahead, Bam. Oh,
1: sure.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> so You've heard heard that name <laughs> in
2: this room. Yeah. We have. Yeah. When Grindr's been around, of
0: course. At some point in, yeah. since uh, we started uh, the uh,
4: podcast, uh, uh, we mentioned that. So the interesting thing we mentioned how they're they're known for their approachable lightly peated and even they have unpeated styles of scotch that they make, but the sweet notes we're getting, which is right up our our, our power alley, is the that sherry? they use sherry casks for yeah, their maturation process. Yeah, yeah, very big on sherry casts. Yeah. So for me, it's like just a kind of a perfect pairing of the sherry that we love and some peat for when we're craving some of that. And I think that they've just kind of carved out like they, when, as soon as I tasted this for the first time, there's no other scotch I would mm-hmm. compare it to. It's like the one unique marriage of kind of those two worlds. Right. There is and one. There world. is one
3: which we we drink quite often. Or Belvini, of course. No. Oban. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, oh. that's
4: he's exact. That's the only other one. You're yeah. exactly right. Yeah. He's right because Oban does have some
2: peat. This and is it
4: different is than the Oban, though. I think. No, it's but different. It is but different but in
3: profile. Yeah,
2: yeah. But I'd be proud to bust this bottle out in front of a group and proudly serve it it's, it's it's very good i don't remember what i paid for this i think i you know, just
0: looked it up at 65 a total one okay that's not bad no not at
2: all yeah
3: for a 12 year it's, it's actually that, quite is, good
2: is Talisker more
5: peaty than this yes yes
3: yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. but and, and we did the talisca 10 i believe right yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: i happen yeah. to like that spirit it's not overly peaty very drinkable very nice i think
0: that i think the sherry finish the sweetness that we get here certainly for a cuban cigar is much more in line with what I want to pair 100% than right. either the Oban or the Talisker or any of those kind of peaty yeah. leaning. Um, I agree. You know, scotches. I just I think this is definitely more in line with what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think too, what's helping me flavor wise is that since the cigar is not super sweet as of right this moment, it kind of was at the beginning, it but was. right now it's giving that more savory thing. Mm-hmm. And I think getting the sweetness out of the pairing is actually really super complimentary.
2: What's interesting, though, if you retrohale that, what I love about this cigar is the variety of experience you get. So if you retro that thing, I get fruit forward on the retrohale. But the typical draw is very savory. Pretty unique. Although I love the Oban.
0: Oh, yeah. The Oban's great, yeah. So I was looking at, you know, Buna Havain offers quite a bit of stuff. The 12-year-old that we're drinking tonight, the 18-year-old, they offer a 25-year-old, like so wow. many of the other manufacturers do. And then they also offer like the limited editions and oh boy, you know you know kind of more rare things. But it's funny, you know, the bottle, the box, it, they're not eye catching. I, I don't ever remember mm-hmm. even seeing these in a, in a Same. retailer. Same. So, what prompted you to pick this up? Just kind of uh, on a whim? No, we just told you, Senator. Oh, on I'm my list. sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> forgive me. His buddy recommended. <laughs> it.
2: Also, while he p- was crawling around the mountainside on his elbows and <laughs> looking for things that he's never had before, you, you don't really see a dark bottle
5: like this it's true yeah, right. so it's yeah, yeah. almost that's true. black you're
4: that's right true. you can't actually see the spirit
2: it's inside true. that's true it's unique
0: and even the uh the, the outer container that it comes in it's really not that appealing no it's you
2: know handsome
4: basic in its own way it's kind of basic mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's, it's clear to me they're they're like a very traditional like steeped in history type of distillery this is not like right a commercial we yep. want like the sexiest bottles and labeling and
2: all of that it's like very understated yeah. and um i will be buying more of this yeah this is really good and i think it's worth a dive into their other i'd offerings. like to
0: try the 18 for yeah. sure yeah i would so one of my favorite things to do as you guys know is to read the tasting notes on the back of the container <laughs> so i think we should go through this and see if you guys are getting any of these so the color is russet gold Russet gold. The nose, sweet and fruity with notes of black currant jam, vanilla cloves, and a hint of seaweed. Bam, you getting the seaweed? No seaweed. Okay. I'm
2: getting pretty deep honey, though.
0: On the palate, rich sherry and roasted nuts balanced with sweet malt and sultanas. I don't know what that is. A warming spice <laughs> gives way to think they're raisin, velvety caramel
2: yeah, caramel's and a subtle there. coastal
0: influence. The finish is long and lingering, rich, full-bodied, with a spray of sea salt.
4: <laughs> I feel but like I mean, I'm reading like I think the finish
2: Fifty is, Shades of Grey. Like I think it's overstated, but a lot of it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I would say the yeah. majority of the That notes one I think it might present. be the closest yeah. that we've yeah. read so
0: far. It's true. Except the seaweed. Right. The seaweed I don't get. It's damn good shit, man. Yeah, it's a really nice pairing with the cigar tonight. I
4: do think on the nose you get a little seaweed. Not on the finish at all, but on the nose. Bam,
0: note that senators endorsing
2: the seaweed.
4: Lizard Memo is open. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is uh this is a really, really nice cigar. Yeah. And a really good scotch.
2: Oh yeah. Great pairing tonight. Yeah. I think just a
4: credit to this distillery. I mean, if you think about how many random scotches that we've picked up that we have not tried, that we've wanted to on this pod, none of them are particularly unique in flavor profile at all. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to be something that we love and it's just not doing it as well. And this is one of the first that I'm like thrilled is not trying to be anything else other than what it is. And it's carved out this like nice niche for itself that is its own lane.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Very accurate. I don't know. I was thinking I, I might prefer this with something a little more, you know, like New Worldish, like a Padron Maduro's. Uh, I don't know. I that's a feel I get, but I think a part of me is feeling that it's slightly overpowering the cigar.
2: Really, interesting. Really, yeah. wow!
4: I feel the opposite. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a very easy drinking uh, mild yeah, scotch. Because I don't,
0: I feel like the the color is yeah, light. It is. It's not very viscous. What, I, g- I know I put a little ice in it. But. What what Gis said
2: earlier. Is <laughs> Son <of a> bitch. <laughs> all right so now i'm no. down
0: to only giving out
1: five 898s. <laughs> i take it back keep it going i take it back
2: <laughs> what you said earlier is very accurate a, a spirit like this that's on a sweeter side works fantastic with almost every cuban cigar that you can get your hands on no yeah. doubt about it
0: and, and i think the savory profile of this i think think about how well and pagoda i'm going to throw that back at you think about how well this
2: scotch would pair with a d4 Agreed. I, I think with
3: default would be great. Yeah, yeah. but how delicious. Think,
2: but wait a minute, wouldn't it be great with an exclusivo? It would be fantastic. It would be it great would with be, a Padron. Yeah. It would I think so. I don't know. I,
4: I have a different perspective. I actually think this would pair really great with almost any Cuban cigar, but I'm not as I think it can work with some new worlds, but I it doesn't like a Padron exclusivo is like full flavor. This yeah. is not a full flavored cigar. And a full flavored cigar, when I have that, like I crave Like a Macallan, that's a full-flavored bold scotch. A Balvenie, Mm. that's a full-flavored bold scotch. I mean, you look at the color of this, it tells you already. Like, this Mm -hmm. is on the lighter side. I would call this, to me, a medium-bodied scotch.
2: I agree with you. And that's why I think it pairs really well with Cubans that are usually medium-bodied. One counter is with a full-flavored cigar. That has a cleansing effect, what we're drinking tonight. So each draw, you get a cleansing effect. It's a little sweet. So right. it could so be, it what could be enjoyable.
5: You, what would you pair a peatier Scotch with? A New World,
4: yeah. or a really robust Cuban, Which
2: like a Maduro. Not there's not Maduro maybe, number yes. one, a Maduro number one with uh, Lagavulin. That's would be correct. Quite nice, I think. Right. I think.
5: What about on
4: the New World
0: side? Any,
5: well, almost any,
0: almost yeah. any, I would, yeah. I think Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan, more, Nicaraguan than, do, too. Yeah. more than Dominican. Mold, that's correct. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's true because a, a millennium won't do that well against like the a Liga, stuff.
5: maybe a Liga,
2: Liga. Yeah, any Padrone, yeah. Padrone, Padrones. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, an eightieth would be
0: good with that. A late yeah. hour, family reserve, Padron family reserve. Yeah, yeah. No, and late and hour, late hour, late
2: hour. I think so. Yeah, yeah. a Oliva, not a millennium though. Late hour, late hour. So what
0: I suggest is that when we do the eighteen year of this, which I think certainly all of us so far are leaning in that direction. I think we pair it with a new world and see how it does with that. Sure. Because I think those extra six years might be a little too much for Cuban. Very curious what that drink's like, yeah. So, boys, Habanos has announced the 24th Habanos Festival.
3: Yay! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, uh, I went to a few of the events last year, namely the gala dinner. We recapped that uh, after we got back. But it was announced for February 26th through March 1st, 2024. And it looks very similar in programming. You know, you you get to tour the Habanos factories, some of the Habanos factories, plantations. They do seminars with lectures, different kind of pairing things, contests. Three very special nights uh, where they announce various new releases. So as an example, the Bolivar Gold Medal was a release that I was at that event in February of this year. Where they announced that new cigar and released it. And certainly they'll be announcing some more next year. So, and the gala dinner, of course, is where they do that big auction where they sell, you know, the crazy humidors signed by the president of Cuba for Mm. millions of dollars. You know, it's pretty wild. I don't know if we're going to be there this year. No. It doesn't look like it. No. You don't want to bring back the humidor for us, Giz? (laughs) Well, I might bid remotely.
2: You know, but uh, <laughs> you don't want to rub elbows with the other insiders. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I love Bam. Yeah, dude. Bam's over there, by the way. Bam's <laughs> over
0: there doing like a like, like a sh- shuffle. I'm man. doing a shimmy over here. <laughs> so, you know, it was very expensive last year. They did reduce the prices on the Amigos de Partagas, which we talked about a few episodes ago. But, you know, I'm curious what the pricing will be. It was pretty expensive last time. We did, you know, last year when I went to the gala dinner, that's when they announced the new Partagas releases, which have not been put to market yet, the the new Linea Maestra, the three sizes, all with that 109 cap on them. And then we got the ST DuPont lighter in the cutter. So yeah. it ended up being okay as far as the gifts and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see myself going this year.
2: There is one special, unique thing during those events. When you're at the Partagas shop and the folks that run that shop if you get time with them during an event, it's special because they're special people. Yeah, they're really great to hang out with. There's a huge group of people outside; it's just overwhelming, and you don't get to meet anybody and have a memorable conversation. But with that group, unparalleled. They're
0: just so. I I want to take logistics and travel and all that stuff aside. Let's just say the five of us were in Cuba as we've been a couple times, right? Would you guys be interested or not? in going to any of the Habanos Festival events. How much, how much was it? So the gala dinner, I think, was 1100 bucks. You got the gifts. You got the dinner and all that. You got the, the gift box of the cigars. You get four or five cigars throughout the night. Is there and caviar then, at the
2: dinner? No. no caviar. No caviar. You
0: got St. DuPont cutter and lighter that matched the linea maestra. So they do nice gifts at the gala event, at least.
2: I would do the final gala dinner, the final event. It's, I think it would be you know cool why? to check it out once. Yeah, the reason you know? is because you're you're at a table with 8 or 10 people. Yeah. And you you have really good conversations where all the other events are just overwhelmed with people. It, it gets it gets too much.
5: And you get to see Gis dressed up in a suit.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, big well. time. Let's... Once every 5 years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know when he does it's dapper. Exactly. It's dapper. Giz goes to the extreme. <laughs> Would you be interested in going, Senator?
4: No, I'm out. You're out. Really? I'm out. <laughs> not I'm even out once? I'm out like Mark Cuban, no way. Not even once? Not even once. Reason? To me, there's nothing that interesting about it. I mean, I've yet to encounter anybody that's been there that has said that any cigar that they got from it was so incredible that like they want to actually go and buy it when it's released. I haven't heard but a single ap- person say apart that. Apart from the cigar. Well, apart from the cigar, I mean, for $1,100, if the cigar is not going to blow me away, then this better be one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. And obviously, that's not going to be the case the in Cuba. Not it's not going to be the case. No, so, it won't. I mean the cigar won't blow you if away. If the either. cigar's not going to blow me away, the food's not going to blow me away, why am I spending $1,100 to sit there and talk with people when I can just go to the Partagas shop and lounge or Malia Cohiba and do the exact same thing and meet people and chat? Like, I don't need to pay into some silly event to... Yeah. Especially you know, meet great people. Do, do they, especially when we we married, can spend yeah. a week
3: for less than eleven $1, hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> correct, exactly.
4: Correct, exactly. Do they
0: do that's
5: they true. the cigars from really uh, rich spirits?
0: Yeah. So they do every every cigar that they hand out. You do get a a, a certain. Well, they had with it. Yeah.
2: Santiago that one. Yeah. Would they that Santiago
4: was, yeah. was one. And oh, I, like yeah. I'd rather buy eleven hundred dollars worth of Santiago <laughs> twenty <laughs> than go to that event. And that's going to last me for months, if not a few years. Weeks for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's not overstate it. <laughs> what about you pagoda
3: i think i'd be up for it uh just to experience it i don't know what year i don't know about next year but maybe
0: who knows yeah i've had some listeners email and i kind of waffle back and forth i think you know as i said on the episode well you know you what in the episode you would never
2: do it again You're, but you are our representative you should go <laughs> You should go. <laughs>
4: You're our representative. Maybe BAM Spend will Spend the $1,100 $1, for us. Just bring us back the cigars. Yeah, Just yes. report back. We'll do a GoFundMe
3: set up for you. I thought BAM's going to sponsor you. You're going to wear a T-shirt saying BAM BAM all, all, all through the dinner. Oh, yeah. Legarto
5: BAM. Sure. So which one is better out of the two events?
0: Well, I think, you know, the, the thing I liked about the Amigos de Portagas, which happens in November each year, uh, just happened a few weeks ago. We're gonna get. A, we're gonna do a recap on that. Uh, we're gonna get some reports back uh, for, from some friends who went to that. But mm-hmm. um, what I liked about what I like about the Partagas event is what Bam said, and I think you'll agree with this, Bam. You know, the Partagas Gala Dinner. It's smaller, certainly. It's not yeah. a trade show. It's a celebration of people who love Partagas, and they did it at the Tropicana. So you, you oh you, I'm in. So you sit in yeah. the Tropicana, very historic. The Tropicana, like my uh, third like time a, there,
2: I'm in. <laughs> <laughs>
4: the,
0: the Tropicana uh, dining area is like a big, like yeah. oh, how what would you call it, like a conference hall almost? It's
2: a conference hall. It looks like it's maybe the room itself is about five six thousand square feet. It's tiered tables at each tier, the stage, and you know they auctioned off their extraordinarily expensive humidors. Yeah, The whole the whole thing was pretty good.
0: And what I like about that event is it celebrates exactly what Bam was saying about the people at the Partagas shop, mm-hmm. because it's specific to Partagas. It's a celebration of that marca. It's a yeah. celebration of the people behind Partagas, and they're very, very proud Absolutely. people. And it's mainly the people in the Partagas LCDH near the Floridita there. They're the ones that are kind of the... They're running the show. They they're, are. They're handing the cigars out. They're on the stage talking, and they're very attentive big to
2: every table. Yeah, the service is just incredible. So and, that that's more my speed. Yeah. And what's right. nice about yeah. that
0: is after the dinner was done, and when they let the dinner out, you go and watch the Tropicana show.
4: Perfect. Which I, is I, I'm the serious. best. I, I, I actually, actually be. want to do this. Yeah. Uh, hearing it, you describe this, it's very I'm cool. very in for that. But the Habanos Festival. The other thing, I, I just don't like like big commercial events that like everybody thinks that they should go to, those events usually suck. They usually disappoint because they're trying to appease such a broad crowd. Right. You end up appeasing nobody. So the Partigas piece, I think it's like a lot more narrow, a lot more focused. Obviously, I'm as passionate about Partigas as can be. Like that's exactly the type of event I would go to.
2: And you see the faces that you want to get over to and have a talk with.
0: Yeah, because all the same people that you're wanting to hang with at the Habanos Festival or, uh, you know, often at the Amigos de Partagas. Yeah, it's awesome. That same week in November. You know, most folks go November and March who are into that scene. Yeah. So, So you know, it's... How much is
4: the Partagas... One.
0: I think it was a little less than half of the Habanos dinner, so I think that's it was right. still in the five hundred dollar range. Yep.
4: That sounds like a great. Oh, and you walk out, double. you know, yeah. you
0: walk out with four or five cigars that they give you. you. You drink the rum, but the Tropicana show that ticket in and of itself is a hundred bucks. So yeah, you go there, you smoke your cigars. They give you rum. You know, it's like it's an all inclusive. It's a really long night, yeah. but it's really fun because the Tropicana show is just the best thing, yep. and you know that I've ever seen. We
2: still have cigars from that night. Yeah. that we occasionally smoke. And I walked out with more than like 15 cigars from that night.
0: Mm-hmm. pretty cool. All part I guess.
2: No. No, no. A, a big variety. We actually got Siglo Sixes. Yes.
0: That was the highlight of that one. A couple was of they cuties. Were, yeah,
2: they were. They, there was some RYJ, a D4, a E2. Yeah, nice gift bag. Yeah. So that seems like it's worth it
5: because just the, with the Tropicana show and if you're going to walk away with like yeah, 10 to 15, 15 cigars. cigars. Yeah. And the uh,
0: rum and food, yeah, I'm
4: in. Yeah. And, and that's to,
3: in November, right? Yeah.
0: That's November, yeah. So it that's, just happened a few weeks ago. Right. So oh, it did. Yeah. Right. So it was, I, I think it was the third week in November. Mm-hmm. So what's this episode's going to come out December 5th? So that was.
5: Yeah. The last but that's week. also multiple nights, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So the, the well, the Partigas is a, a bit of an abbreviated one. Uh, it's only Tuesday through Friday. And then uh, Tuesday is like an opening gala at the Parque Central Lounge, which is very, very small. Mm-hmm. And they do like a, a competition and whatnot. It's run by Renee. Who runs the Partagas shop? We love her name. I'm so in. You're so in. We I love just, her Every word you say about this, <laughs> I am
4: definitely going.
0: And then uh, the next day, you get on a bus and you go out to the farms. We didn't do that last year. The following day, you go out to a um, like a villa and they have swimming and mm-hmm. it's kind of a uh, how would you describe that, Bam? <laughs> when we did that,
2: a long napping session.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were tired. We were out. We late were and tired. The- and then the final <laughs> night is the closing night at the Tropicana on the yeah, Friday night. Right. Yeah. So we'll do a recap of that once we get some reports back of uh, this year's. But Amigos each night Parque is Gals. priced separately. Yes, yeah, so every you don't have to buy the whole thing. You can only go to yeah, one, right. two, or all so of these. Like a la, yeah, a la carte. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's the same with the Habanos Festival too. All right. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to do it all. So, boys, we're about halfway here on the Ramon Ionis, Ionis number three. I mean, even as we're talking and kind of you know hitting the cigar, this is really it's a an very elegant good cigar. experience.
4: Very good cigar. It is, this is, um, you know, some cigars, I feel like we kind of evaluate them like two halves or thirds or I think rarely quarters. But for me, this cigar, the first quarter I loved. And that's when it's like started very sweet. Mm -hmm. The second quarter, honestly, was a little bit muddled for me. I enjoyed, but I wasn't as excited about. But the third has been... Awesome. Yeah. This is where, like, for me, after the halfway point is where this cigar, like, really has hit its stride, and I'm enjoying every bit of it.
2: Yeah, it hit a plateau, but it for me, the notes were consistent. And, and none were bad. No, no. And now, as Senator said, it's actually, it has stepped up in body, but it's not strong. It's not bitter at all. No rough edges, yet.
5: Rooster, what do you think of it? Yeah, I don't think the cigar has changed that much from the beginning till now. I mean, I'm getting the same flavor notes that I was getting in the beginning, but in the middle, yeah, I did kind of uh, be muted a little bit and it's picked up in strength a little bit in the last, I mean, I'm kind of at the last third, I guess, a little more than halfway. Same here. So, but overall, it's a pleasant experience. Yeah.
3: No, absolutely. I think it's picked up in strength. I think for some reason, it reminded me of the RAS for a bit. Maybe it's in my mind and uh, really enjoying it. Yeah.
0: I can't believe that this was rolled in March. I know. I mean.
2: This is smoking like it's been aged two years. Yeah. Us. Look at this. I agree. Right? There's, I've, I, I haven't seen anybody correct it. I did once, but no ammonia that usually get in a very young Cuban. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. And and the combustion's been great. We didn't talk about that. Everybody's in oh, you know, a, a chimney right now. Combustion's great. Draw is great. The burn is great. And the smell at the burn line's really nice. It's very nice.
4: I mean, this is where, like, when the effort is really there, clearly they're capable of delivering some really great product. I mean, the fact that this is the first new release in how long? For decades. Decades. Two decades, probably. I mean, can you imagine the pressure that anybody would feel putting out a new release for the first time in (laughs) decades for a marca that's as respected as Ramon Ionis? I mean, and it's clearly shown, like... The yeah. fact that we're all sitting here smoking a young cigar saying there's no rough edges, the flavor is complex and we're enjoying it. I just wish this same level of care and focus could go into every other mark. You know one
2: thing we haven't seen in Cuba is directly interviewing and being with the master blender to see how they're actually blending. Well, we this is what... We I, haven't I seen
4: that. I agree. This is what I said when we came back from Cuba. My, one of my big takeaways was how underappreciated and undervalued blenders are in yeah. Cuba. Yeah. I mean, our experiences, we've been so fortunate to visit all the top factories there. These factories, the story is all about like the rollers are the superstars, yeah. which are critically important. True. I take nothing away from the rollers. But but the fact that we're smoking a young cigar and saying that this doesn't have rough edges, that's a blending decision, yeah, right? That's like perfect blending that no rough edges are showing this early in this cigar's life cycle, yeah uh, we don't even know the names
2: of the blenders where no. I we was can't saying even,
4: by the way, we've tried we we haven't
0: gotten to them, correct.
2: We yeah. don't meet them and like maybe next trip, maybe you know, because that one individual that blended this particular cigar is sitting in a room somewhere wondering how did he do
4: right and that's right. why I was saying the 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 stark contrast is with new worlds, it's all about the blenders. we don't know anything about the rollers, correct. There's not a single New World Roller that we can even name, yet we can tell you about all these great master blenders for all these big New World brands, yet in Cuba, they don't get any of the credit or attention, and they should. It's the exact opposite, isn't it?
5: I think part of the reason might be because Cuba, they don't really come out with a lot of new cigars. So the same blend, like the RAS, has been there forever, right? I mean, they created
0: that blend- and they just roll the cigars.
4: But I want to know so, who's
0: create who created it.
5: That,
4: so do it's I. It's
3: a brilliant blend. So do I. Yeah. 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 The reason they don't want to share it is you're gonna bring them back to the US. <laughs> 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 Senator might do that. <laughs> Put them in the suitcase.
4: Yeah,
2: says, I just want the D4
4: blender. Uh, <laughs> That's the only one I'm taking uh, with
2: me. Gizmo, we need to sequester your friend. <laughs> we'll be trying to leave the airport and Senator ain't leaving.
1: are <laughs> like Oceans Eleven, like they stuff them in like oh, a man. suitcase, you
0: know. <laughs> I mean the blender could either be on the farm who knows
1: yeah we don't you know? know yeah we that is know. a
0: very you know uh, that is a very closely held secret.
2: yeah it's a mystical process and i'd love to just explore that this
4: somehow. is all the more reason i i think roosters onto
2: something there that we've got
4: to get out to these farms because i think that's yeah. where we're going to find some of these answers and we've I mean, yet to do that
5: we have to do that i would love to do that. yeah
0: it sounds like we need to go back to cuba i don't want to press but well,
2: it's going to happen well, Sounds Bam's cool. going to India, but the rest of us are going to Cuba. <laughs> you know where I'm going? I'm going to, you know where I want to go? I want to go to Goa. Yeah. You're going to love it. I want to go to Goa. That's awesome. Look it it's up, Gis. Awesome. I'll look, look it, up. it up. Look it up. It's the Ibiza of India. <laughs> he missed that. <laughs> oh, I heard it. <laughs> oh, Garcon, we need a refill over here.
0: So guys, I'm very excited to announce, very, very proud to announce, that our friend Pagoda has a rover. Wow.
3: Finally succumbed. He succumbed.
0: He's All roving. I'm going to clap for that. 55-inch television on a rover, Google TV, killing it.
3: Fantastic. And so thank you so much, guys. How have you over. been using the rover? Oh, in so many different places. Firstly, the rover can rove. Mm. <laughs> he brings <laughs> so, it in the bathroom. Yeah, no listen, way. <laughs> wow. So we 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 had a Pokémon night one of the nights and moved yes, moved yes uh, the TV right by there. We had uh, poker going on in the background for a bit. I know that was lame, but still. Then we, then we put some music on with oh, Carol G, wow. oh, and yeah. uh, it was, you know, uh, headed out to the deck. We moved. It's it's just probably one of the best things that's ever happened. It's awesome. Uh, you know, I've uh, um, never had a television in my living room. Because that's where we all congregate and we hang out, and the purpose has always been to just hang out and talk. But I moved the rover there the other day, and me and my boys—we were watching English Premier League at least for 20 minutes. They sat with me on the couch, and Uh, it was fantastic. So it's a golden moment. It's just uh, you know it's uh, increased the quality of my life dramatically.
0: And uh, what was the total cost? Under 400 bucks for everything? TV. Uh, stand everything
3: now I must say that I guess you did really uh, push for it I think everybody did and then you just ordered it I
0: ordered it I said I'm coming over I'm setting it up and And he set it up
3: too I rolled
0: Uh, in with my toolbox and you did that right before the poker game how much was the
5: installation cost
1: I think I'll be I I think I'll
3: be paying for the rest of my life just uh, I'll be paying you for the rest of my life (laughs) at (laughs) all for the Zeno episode
1: (laughs) I didn't bring it up I'm still scared. <laughs>
3: no, but it's been fantastic. Uh, thank you, Giz. Because uh, I'm saying Giz. Have you realized that the Giz is not over <laughs> there? It's like, I don't know what's going on over here. But uh, thank you once again. My it's pleasure, man. I'm just so glad you have it. No, it's, it's uh, really, uh, guys, if you're listening to it, and if you're anywhere in a warm weather, pull it out to the deck, watch some TV, watch a game behind, and it's awesome. You know, it's fantastic. Thank you.
2: Of course, roving is a lifestyle. It is. I don't have one yet. So we know. We know. We there. Yeah, there is now only one, one lizard without a rover. So the challenge I have, I don't have a deck. So I have a, a English pebble side yard. I can't move that thing around. Or can, just, can I
0: just say something? Aren't you like a builder, like an architect? Yeah. Like why don't you just sorry. build a deck? No,
1: I,
2: no, no, yeah, no,
0: no, no, no.
4: Time out. Time out. Time yeah. out. The, the whole purpose of the rover is it does you don't need a deck for the rover that's the true the brilliance of the rover is it goes anywhere he's roving in his house i rove <laughs> in my house over pavers it it'll go over anywhere. pavers of it's course. very light by the way you can pick of it up course. with one hand it yeah. goes on anything yeah. it can go on the grass you guys have been out on the back lawn with me we're Watching like college football
2: around a fire pit, it can go anywhere. I have been pining for one honestly because I miss a TV out there. Well, look, I know the $50 is really going to kill the wallet,
1: but <laughs> you just <laughs> order it on Amazon, I mean, Jesus,
4: man, <laughs> I mean, just 50 order bucks? it. That's all it costs. No. By the
0: it's way, a, it's the a, TV price is, of a cigar. <laughs> the TV itself, yeah, the new TVs you got a 55, I think it's an OLED or like an yeah, OLED, yeah, yeah. really nice, nice TV. It was like under 300 bucks, 400 bucks, something awesome. like that. And it's so light. Mm. So you could literally, you know, you lock the TV on the stand with safety screws. Yep. You can literally pick the whole thing up and carry it with, with two hands. It's really, really light cool. and easy. I yeah.
3: think my, so, I every think, listener needs one. I think yeah. my young boys are also so happy with that because now they can go. And I realized they'd moved that somewhere and they got very comfy and they put the YouTube on and they were on <laughs> it. I'm like, you know, this is fantastic. Bam, no, you can put you.
5: it on top of the Solo.
3: yeah there's no heat there's no (laughs) no damage there's no risk
1: of damaging (laughs) the tv
4: (laughs) now the crazy part of this pagoda had a a very important observation after
3: the rover was set up at his house yeah because we all were hanging out the same day okay and uh, a lot of the lizards came out that night that's right
4: bam was there i was there
3: And uh, Giz had come down and set up the whole rover. And he disappeared. And he disappeared. Vanished. I was actually disappointed. And then what he realized
4: is, and Pagoda's Pagoda's house is very open for lizards. He's he's a very (laughs) generous host. And Pagoda realized that that was the first and only time that Gizmo he ever made there. it out to his house. That's
3: true. And he's never been on the deck hanging out with the rest of the lizards. And he evaporated the moment he he's installed never even had Accountability hour. That is, All that right. is. Ross where Grace. are you? It's kind no, of a disgrace. where is Giz?
0: <laughs> I had some things going on that night. I couldn't yeah. stay, as you know. Yeah, Payroll. <laughs> <laughs> I had some family stuff going on. All right. I promise I will make it out to the Pagoda compound for a lizard night. I promise.
3: I think you're going to be xenod the day you do. I'll bring. Yes.
0: He deserves it. I so, bring my own. He'll bring his own. I bring my own. I'll bring Ramones for everyone but Bam. Ah, oh, that's that nice. Ooh. Okay, Kiss.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Am I really the only one that hasn't been to your house for a night?
3: Yeah. Oh man, it's uh, you know we were talking about it, uh, you know, the other night we were at a bar just hanging out and. Uh, uh, we were talking about it and came up, and I said, "You know what? I just realized that guests has never really hung out with us on the deck, and uh, even just hung out. It's you true. Know. So it's about time, buddy.
0: All right, I'll make it happen. I promise. Are
3: you accounting for your? Are you oh, Tony? This
0: is I'm fully
2: accounting. <laughs> right.
0: I think. Listen, I think I did my part. You,
2: you did. A did great I job. not do my part, Bam? No, you I, I was entertained my- during that poker game. <laughs>
3: I actually, I wasn't even
2: focused on the game.
3: Yeah, we know that.
1: I wasn't. <laughs> the question is, what was on the TV? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. I the only way to For- win is get a bit
4: distracted. <laughs> For the record, Pagoda was uh, one of the winners that night.
2: That's right. Yeah.
3: Well you know even a blind squirrel finds a nut hey the house out.
2: the house always wins that's right well,
3: well the house, house always, always wins
4: and, and as we're keeping score the uh, Pagoda Bam Bam rivalry in is there a rivalry things, in all It all things started with chess, the chess then it went to poker and all I'm saying is I've only witnessed Pagoda winning in, uh, in that matchup wow. oh my lord What's Bam good order Bam, Bam
2: has had his moments <laughs> he's had his moments <laughs> speaking in the third part well, I now. like when you speak in the third yeah, person I I like
5: in Bam Bam's defense he's an online player Ooh. Yeah, is it. i this do is like
2: it. online chess yeah,
0: yeah.
5: hey
2: it playing was...
0: against 12 year olds is all
5: the
2: same
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so boys i want to share a listener email i thought this was something that uh is interesting to talk about because we actually haven't talked about temperature control uh in towers and it's something that i'm curious what your perspectives are on it so uh lizard josh from california wrote us and he said, "Hey." I'm a huge fan of the podcast and all cigars that are Cuban, so he'll probably like this cigar tonight. I came across the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I've listened through about 60% of the shows. Can you imagine That's awesome. listening to 60-something episodes in just a few weeks? Dedicated. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. I wanted to reach out about the towers you guys have for storing your cigars. I'm interested in the Tower of Power 2 as well for my personal storage, which, as we've documented, BAM, Pagoda, Pagoda and Senator have the Tower of Power, too, but the Cigar Oasis at home. Uh, His question was, how do the lizards keep the Tower cool during the summer months, and should I be concerned about it? So he's in California. So I think the room, as I've kind of dug in a little bit more with him to get some more context for this conversation, uh, he said that where he's at in California, it kind of reaches a peak of you know the temperature wise, like maybe ninety five or a hundred, and mm-hmm. it goes down to about fifty. At night. But it is an mm-hmm. indoor storage situation of for the tower, yeah. so. I'm curious, what do you guys do? And certainly wait a minute.
5: His his temperature inside the house reaches ninety-five. No, no, outside. I outdoors. think it's it doesn't swing that much it's inside so the home. Inside the house, that's what the temperature is gonna be in. Yeah, the
0: it's house. close to I told him as as long I mean, as you I keep it. Think, I don't
4: think it's a it very simple formula. It really I mean,
2: depends on where in the house it is, because if you're if you have a basement, a lot of homes in California don't have basements. Those that do, here in Jersey as well, when you go below grade. It does, the temperature stabilizes. So you should be hovering like 68, roughly, degrees. Whatever
5: your house is, that's what it's going to be. Correct.
2: I was going to
4: say, I mean, air conditioning, right? So like if you're in in any climate that gets hot, I would hope folks get air conditioning. And so, I mean, whatever the temperature is that you keep that room at, I mean, right. that's the temperature that the tower is. I mean, I would keep
5: at. it away from the from the direct sunlight. So, do you guys yeah, have correct. air conditioning in your cellars?
4: No, I don't. But I'm saying, like, a California house probably doesn't have a cellar. That's right. Which yeah. honestly is even better because yeah. if you have a cellar, most yeah. people don't have air conditioning mm-hmm. down there. Mm, right. I don't in mine, but luckily it gets super cool down there. It so, does. like, I usually don't have a problem. That's right. But if I had my tower on the first or second floor of my house. That has, you know, central AC, mm-hmm. it's even easier for yeah, me to it's control the
0: temperature. It's Shouldn't not going to be an issue.
1: issue. Right, right.
0: So now there are some lizards out there who don't have a central air situation and their room swings, mm-hmm. you know, pretty pretty drastically. It follows the temperature outside, or even worse, yeah. If the sun's beating down on a sunroom or something like that where they store their cigars. So then the question comes in twofold of not only a question of mold, which is a factor of Temperature and humidity, but Mm -hmm. also cigar beetles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which, you know, is something that I've kind of been diving into the last few weeks, just prevention as, you know, because I've been buying a lot of unbanded cigars. So preventing beetles has been a big part of, you know, my thing, because once you introduce beetles to your tower and there's an outbreak, your entire collection is compromised. Yeah, it's at risk. Wow. So that's a big deal. So, you know, as far as the quick answer to this question... Is keep your tower as close to room temperature as you can, mm-hmm. and you're going to be okay as long as your humidity's also in control. But you know, as far as beetles go, and I found this really interesting. I don't know if you guys have uh, thought about beetles or 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 did any research, but I've we been know, doing a we lot. We know you have. I have, well, of course. You have a whole freezer yeah, the protocol. Freezer exactly yeah. yeah. freezer I protocol. Say, yeah. I have That's a right. full freezer protocol. So yeah. check this out. He's got a cigar freezer. <laughs> 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 so check this out. So a cigar beetle egg can survive at 41 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Can survive more than a week. Acclimated larvae can survive for almost a month or two at 41 degrees. An adult can live for two or three months at that temperature. So you really need to if you're buying cigars that are unbanded. So now let's just preface this: any cigar you buy from Cuba now, Cuba really is the big, you know, uh, problem area for cigar beetles. And we've been in LCDHs in Havana mm-hmm. after COVID, and you go through boxes in an LCDH, and during COVID there was no power, there was no air conditioning, there was no control. You're going through boxes and you can see beetle damage. Yeah, you know it's a real thing. So if you're purchasing cigars, even in the United States, that don't have bands on them, or if you're purchasing cigars that have come directly from Cuba, which have the Minsap, which is their health stickers, if they have Minsap warnings on that box, you have to assume that they were not frozen. Anything you get from overseas or a a traditional distributor of Habano cigars, they've been frozen before they, they go out to distribution. New World cigars, same thing. But if you're getting cigars that do not have bands on them, you really need to develop a freezer protocol. Yeah. Because you're putting your entire collection at risk. Yeah. What is a MINSAP label? MINSAP is the Cuban Health Department. So kind of like this box we have tonight of this Ramon Ionis number three. So you see the Mexican labels. You know, Cuba has their own version of it. You know, uh, warning against uh, tobacco smoke. And the organization is called MINSAP, M-I-N-S-A-P. So if you see that label on your box... They're on a lot of boxes. They're on a
4: lot of boxes. Yeah.
0: So you have to like, assume... I got a
4: Coronas Claros box from Cuba that had I it, do on too. it And I had to put it in freezer protocol. Yeah. You have to
0: assume that that box was
2: not frozen. Interesting.
0: So what's really interesting is that, you know, we have, you know, again, making more assumptions, you have to assume that most lizards out there don't have a deep freezer. My freezer fortunately goes down to under 10 degrees. So it's really a deep freeze. Um, If you're putting it in your normal freezer, which probably hovers in the 20s or low 30s, you really need to keep those cigars in there a little bit longer. You know, so you put it... So here's my freezer protocol. I get up cigars. I vacuum seal them. I put them in the refrigerator for a day or two to prevent condensation when they go into the freezer. They go in the freezer for four days. I have a deep freezer. If you have a regular freezer you want to do a week or more, Back into the refrigerator for two days. What what is a deep freezer? So a deep freezer goes down to like you know It's really deep, under fifty, <laughs> <laughs> like a deep freeze. Is,
5: yeah. is under Mrs.
0: Gizmo is wondering why all the shit is like thawed out.
1: <laughs> Keeps taking. I all just the take the, I took everything out. And just <laughs> <put aside. laughs> oh my God. So
0: yeah, a normal freezer doesn't go as as cold, and you can see the data here of of various temperatures and how long these beetles survive. It's pretty pretty dramatic if you're not getting a deep freeze on your cigars. So you just got to be cautious. If you're buying stuff that has not been taken care of by the distributor before it's been shipped to you, MINSAP, unbanded cigars, et cetera, you really need to protect your collection and freeze your cigars. That's good information. These guys always bust my balls about freezer, freezer <laughs> protocol, but I'm very, very serious about no, it. Yeah, it's a good and point. And to answer Josh's question, temperature also factors into that too. You get your collection goes up to 80 90 degrees the humidity goes along with it you're really at risk if if you have that's stuff that's not frozen those beetles are going to hatch that's a problem And they're going to rip through your entire collection
2: and you're totally screwed yeah if you don't have air conditioning it's that's going to be a challenge unless you have a basement like we said the temperature stabilized then you can kind of control it the good thing for the listener
4: that's hearing this because when gizmo went through this whole process i'm sitting there like I don't have a vacuum freezer, all this stuff. <laughs> Amazon, a vacuum sealer? Vacuum sealer, sorry. Yeah, Amazon, like, 20, like bucks. $20. You get one of these vacuum sealers. You literally just, it comes, you can just get the like plastic that it needs to seal in. You put the cigars in there. Takes minutes. Could not be easier. It is worth the peace of mind. That's cool. So as opposed to putting them in freezer bags,
0: the good thing about, vacuum sealing your cigars before you freeze them is if you properly freeze your cigars, they've done some studies on this with tobacco, you know, going back 20, 30 years. If you properly freeze your cigars, there's no effect on taste. And actually cigar uh, sommeliers, cigar Psalms have done tastings of frozen and fresh stuff, and they've validated that if, if frozen properly in a protocol like this to prevent beetles, there is no effect on taste. So you're not going to mess up your cigars by protecting your
2: entire yeah. collection. I got to talk know? to a sommelier.
4: Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got to work on the pronunciation uh, there. How do you
4: pronounce that? Sommeliers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the R is silent. Sommelier. Sommelier. Uh you are a bundle of joy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really feeling it, Bam. So yeah, that's really, really important. That's something we haven't talked about is you know freezing your stuff because, yeah. I, I mean, certainly as Habanos pricing has gone up, you know, trying to find stuff that's Cuban tobacco or really good tobacco that's not banded, you really got to protect your collection because you're mm. putting everything at risk. You know, you're saving all that money
2: but you're putting your entire collection at risk. Does it make sense to open your boxes and check them periodically?
0: Yeah, people like to do that. I I I do do that. I do it sometimes. I I don't rotate or move stuff around. Some guys like to do that religiously. Mm -hmm. I just kind of go into the back of my tower and check on a box or two
2: and see how things are. Especially boxes you haven't opened in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: but I don't do any rotating or moving or anything like that. Some people swear by that, Mm. but uh, my air movement in my tower is pretty consistent, so I feel good about it. Got the gizmo fan set up. Oh, yeah. Very important. Very. Air movement is very important. Key. So, boys, we're into the last third here of the Ramon Ionis, Ionis number three. Yeah. What's everybody thinking? I'm Good. loving it. Let me just say, I'm loving it. McDonald's, I'm loving it. It's excellent.
3: <laughs> I think even the last third, uh, it's getting back to how it was tasting in the beginning for me. I Like, um, I'm really enjoying this. Fantastic.
5: They're doing something right in Cuba. With, these, with this, um, you know, with all the new releases. Yeah. They're and even, recent,
0: right. even the recent run of cigars going back to maybe 2019, we've talked about this ad nauseum. The mm-hmm. quality control, the consistency of the last four years or so of cigars. Think about the difference in Monty 2s.
2: Oh, that's, uh, that's a key. Yeah. Dramatic yeah. improvement. Yeah. 20, you know, I mean, 2018s are from there forward are excellent. Yeah. They're
0: great. Like going back
5: like pre-pandemic. Every time you would buy a new box, and you automatically, you're like, oh, I got to store it for a couple of years. So I'm not going to touch it. Now, it kind of encourages you to light one up as Try soon one. as you get a box. Try one, yeah. Yeah, the rolls are good. I mean the Giz, rolls, how far
2: are you on your cigar? I can't see. I have about an inch and a half left. Yeah? Okay. I'm okay with it. Not that. It's okay at this point. It's It's kind of dissipated for me at this point. I'm like an inch and a quarter. Are you tasting youth or has it just got a little of bit of youth in it? Tiny yeah. bit of ammonia, honestly. Really? Just a little bit. Just I'm a not little. surprised. I mean, 7 months it's like old, nicotine built up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could it be. could be. It, it does feel sm- a bit stronger. Yeah. yeah, I'm smoking it a little fast, yeah. You
4: know, I I agree with that. I think it's right. um it's picked up a lot in strength it has. in it has. the final like inch. Yeah. And yeah, you can see you can get a little ammonia. Not a ton. No. I mean, there are cigars that honestly I've had with even more age on this than this cigar we're having right now, that at this stage you actually get more ammonia than you're getting here. So for, I think for its youth it's actually yeah. still performing well, but it uh it it really picks up it in has, the final it inch. really does.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, this I I think it did pick up in strength, but for me it became again a bit sweeter. Uh, it was well, wow, it's, an, interesting. it's I thing. I have the
4: opposite me too. feeling of that. Me too. For me
3: the sweetness is completely gone. Yeah. And
4: it's just savory and, and just intense. Uh, it's very Intense, deep. yeah.
5: I really only got sweet notes in the beginning. maybe. Me yeah, no, that's
2: yeah. what I was saying. I'm getting some the now, though. Are you? I'm getting some now. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of evaporated for me. But I think this is a testament to what this could be if you let it sit for a year. Yeah. And I, could, I think what uh, we're yeah.
0: talking about is exactly what we didn't talk about with the Rafael Gonzalez, Coronas, Delonsdales, which is, I think what you're talking about is an expectation that in a year, two years, three years... That's going to dissipate, and this cigar is really going to skyrocket. A hundred percent in flavor.
2: I think know? this will age beautifully. I think so. You should get us more boxes. Uh, the, sm-
3: <laughs> the, the smoke output. Do you want has me to freeze fantastic. them or no? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, pagoda. No, uh, the smoke output has been fantastic the whole yeah, way I mean, through. Pretty good. All combustion. the way through. Yeah. Great combustion.
0: And I'm finding the pairing. So we did a second pour. I'm finding the pairing to really be nice with this. I it's think this is a perfect so scotch. So enjoyable. For a, a Cuban cigar, I think oh, yeah. it's, it's really been nice with it. You know, the, uh, We'll see in the ratings, but I'm curious how that's mm. going to end up versus some of the other stuff. So I want to do a couple quick housekeeping things. Uh, number one is we're coming up on the end of the year here, obviously. So any listeners out there, any lizards who have some stuff that they love from the last year for the best of 2023 that we release at the end of the year, if you have any clips, any things you really laughed at or enjoyed or found informative or hated, any kind of feedback you want to give us, send us an email and and give us some clips that we can feature in the best of 2023
4: episode. Yeah, just let us know how many hours of the Bam Bam accountability hour you want us to include. Sure. <laughs> it's between four and six at least. Just, just keep
0: out
2: the oxygen oxidizers.
1: Oh, okay. that's going to be in there.
0: That's
2: going to be in there. You know that's going to be in there. I was trying to be scientific.
0: <laughs> the problem is you said it and we missed it, but Pagoda didn't. No, he didn't.
2: Damn you, Pagoda.
0: So the other item I have, too, for listeners out there, this is really, really important some homework we need cigar ideas for 2024 in both cuban stuff we haven't done any varietals that we you know anything that you want us to cover and also in new world cigars stuff you're smoking and like we need suggestions because sometimes we're planning out the next couple of months of smokes stuff to get and we're like on the group chat trying to figure out what to order or what not so any listener input is really really it's a tremendous help
5: yeah, even pairings, I guess. Yeah. And pairings, that too. as well. Yeah, you know,
0: course. Senator mentioned earlier, we're kind of we're running out of single-month scotch ideas. So any listeners out there that have some stuff that we haven't covered?
3: We're going to be doing Bob's Backyard Scotch next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, listeners. We need your help. <laughs> you, you, you know, we keep talking about trips to Cuba. I think we need a trip to Scotland.
1: There you go. Oh, now you're That's talking. That's right. right. Right.
3: Now you're talking. We take the cigars from Cuba and then we go straight to Scotland. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like the way after. you're thinking there, Pagoda. Yeah. I like March that. and June. I like it. Like so it. yeah,
0: so we really need uh, we we need ideas for the best of twenty twenty-three and cigar and pairing ideas for twenty twenty-four. Obviously, we're starting to dive in now. To mixed drinks. So, we're going to do a little bit more of that.
2: We need more cocktails. You know,
0: as we get into the early part of next year. But any kind of ideas you guys have, we really, we read all the email. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. So, please send them along. Will you call them cocktails, please? Mixed drinks
4: doesn't work. This is not, we're not going to review a rum and coke. (laughs) We're not in the 70s.
1: (laughs) No Cuba Libra? No Cuba (laughs) Libra?
0: All right, boys, are you guys ready to get into the to the rating section of our episode tonight? Yeah. All right, let's do the oh god, how do I pronounce this?
3: By the way, that was quick.
0: <laughs> Where's the time okay, going? Go go for it, yeah.
2: ask the sommelier.
0: <laughs> bam bam, you are so out, man. You are so out. I love that. You are so out. You know, he doesn't
5: like the eight nine eights. <laughs> that's <laughs> true.
0: Like, so that's true. Yeah, he he didn't like it. that.
3: That is quite the that's a shank. It's no, swish. no, but remember that night he did enjoy the Rasmo. He did. Right. So, he didn't like yeah. the 898. Uh, the
5: Ras is 898. You didn't like
3: that. I have two boxes. I'd love that cigar. I don't
1: know. I think well, we, you can smoke a Rasmo, and we'll here. smoke the 898. Okay. And you let us know what you think. All right, all
2: right.
0: I'll get you an aged one 2022. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, you guys ready to do the formal liquor rating on the Buna Havane? Yeah. 12 year age? But single Moscow? Buna Haven. Buna Haven. I'll figure it out before I record the intro. Buna Haven. All right, bam, bam, you're up,
2: yeah, I've been going between a nine and a ten on this. It, it's pretty well priced it's 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 delicious, you know, I, I'm gonna give it a ten because this I can drink. I can put this in regular rotation very easily. I would buy this and have this in my locker and go to it every few days. It's just it's enjoyable. There's a really nice sweet note there it's it works great with like we said almost any
3: Cuban cigar.
2: It's a ten awesome well priced pagoda. Wow.
3: It's a nine for me. Uh, I felt um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was fantastic.
2: Take that last sip. Just, just Senator's taking a sip. I there's, should, take, I should
3: take a sip. There's something there. It's really. I think you'd love to edit this. It's really quite enjoyable. <laughs> it is very enjoyable, by the way. Wow. Yeah, but I did feel a little bit of sharpness in the uh, somewhere in between. Um, you know, when I was taking a slightly bigger gulp, I felt a little. Coming into my chest, take a smaller gulp. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. Listen Reg- to your gulp advisor, Reg- Ben. Gulp advisor. Regulate yourself. <laughs> 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 All right, it's a nah, it's, no, no. It's no, a no. nine for me. I'm not yeah, tainting anyone,
1: <laughs>
4: Senator i have to start by saying i am amazed by the scores me too me never too. ever imagined can i just say when
0: i saw this sued. earlier today i was like this might be in the sixes yeah
4: i did too i assumed this was
2: going to be awful
0: yeah
4: i yeah, totally I, did. i owe a big thank you to my friend i yeah. would have never tried or picked this up without. to your point i mean there's no way you walk in a liquor store and you see that and you're like yep that's going to be a great scotch what's his first you name? never
2: know sorry uh ross Lizard Ross did a good job here. He, he did. did a great job. I'm sorry, he did. Did. we need
4: more pairings from Lizard Ross. Yes, we do. You we know, do. but he, here, here I'm thinking like, and I have more pairings from him. There's oh, good. two more bottles that he poured for me that night that none of us have tried. That so, we're going to procure.
2: That's what I love about this. He's going after things that he's never had before. That's an exploration that we have to follow right behind. I love that for honestly. sure. Yeah, I just wonder
0: where even I'm thinking about. You know, because I go to the same liquor store all the time, right? I, I can't remember ever seeing this. Like, is it stuffed on the bottom shelf? Like, are they not getting prime retail placement? Like, this is a scotch that people should be celebrating. So when I bought
2: that, there were only two of those. I'm not sure if they were bought before, but not much pe- inventory.
5: People can't pronounce it. That's true. It?
2: I can't yeah. pronounce <laughs> it. I th- I called it. I thought it was Bobenheim.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, Senator, what's your rating? So I've been going back and forth between an eight and a nine. I would definitely drink this again. I'm very very happy with it. And I think I'm going to round up and I'm actually going to give it a 9. And I think the biggest factor for me it is so hard at this point how many different Scotches we've tried to find something that's unique and different in a meaningful way, right? Not like this one they aged it in a madeira cask and you know all of a sudden it's this limited release bullshit that they Mm -hmm. charge a ridiculous premium for that is marginally better than whatever they state the standard production stuff they make. This is their standard production line. This is their 12 year and it is unlike any other 12 year single malt we've ever had. So I I'll definitely round up to a nine. I would drink this again. I'm very happy with it. And I think like the cigar that we described as complex, the thing I appreciate about it is a lot of scotches that we actually appreciate a lot. Are not complex. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there are some scotches, like you look at Ablor 12, like that's just a sherry bomb. We love sherry. So it scores well, but I would never describe Ablor 12 as complex. No, but it's delicious. Correct. Yeah. And there are just so many scotches that fit that category for me that feed the notes that we crave, but aren't that complex. And this brings two very different worlds together somehow in a very harmonious way. And I love the versatility of this, that I would drink this in the afternoon. Oh, yes. yeah. I would drink this in the yes. evening. I would drink this in the summer. I that's, would drink this in the winter. Absolutely. And that's a huge merit. So
2: I'm at a I'm at a solid That line. versatility is really, it's a huge merit for this spirit.
4: So Senator
0: stole my thunder because okay. I'm also at a nine. I've been at a nine since the first sip. Yeah. I think it is a brilliant scotch pairing, especially for Cuban cigars. And what I love about it is I actually really appreciate the viscosity of it. I like that it. it's a little thinner than some of the other sherry, you know, scotches that we drink on the pod. A and cle- we drink a when we're in the quality. lounge.
2: There's a cleansing quality to this,
0: absolutely. And I think it just it does the right amount with a cigar that's in that medium flavor profile, like tonight was, even arguably mild. If we were to you know look at some of the mild cigars that we've smoked on the pod, and I think to Pagoda's point, I think it might do well with with a Fuller cigar. So yeah. I really think versatility is the action word tonight. I think mm-hmm. the cigar is, inc- or excuse me, I think the scotch is incredibly versatile, and I think it's a nine all day. If this was a 45 or $40 bottle of scotch, be a 10. it would be a 10 for yeah. me. Yeah. I think it's 65 I think I have to factor that in. I'm
2: willing to pay that for this. Yeah. Because I, am I too. can drink this at any time.
0: I agree with you. Yeah. But I think that at that price point, I'm going to reach for a Balvenie. Okay. Probably, mm-hmm. in in most situations. But at sixty five, I think for for what we got tonight, it's absolutely a nine all day, and that brings the former liquor rating boys to a nine
2: point three. Wow, that's a great score for
1: this. amazing. That is 30, and very fair.
0: Thirty three points above what I thought it was going to get. Very fair when we opened it. Tonight.
2: Yeah, and you know you go just to. back on what you said, you'd go for the Belveni above this because you're used to that brand. Yes. This is the first time we're having this. If this was introduced among the group and we're having it more and more, I think I could easily see this being part of our rotation. And I think, I do think think it will be. Meaning you're
3: talking about 9.3. For me, it would have been 10 if I wouldn't have experienced a couple of those really harsh things in my chest. But over,
1: <laughs> we were both going to say it.
4: <laughs> Those big control <gulps. laughs> your gulp. <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> you got to listen you, to your gulp advice.
0: I'll
2: <laughs> tell you, I,
3: I I'll, I'll send you my invoice tomorrow. <laughs> no, at, at the end of the day, I you know I was debating with between a nine and ten from the very beginning, and uh, it can't change. I think nine. Yeah, it's nine. It's a, it's a nine. It's a strong nine uh,
0: to me. If even before I I I looked at the price and we talked about that, it, it, it was a nine from the start. Yeah. It 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 just it just perfectly sat in that score for me because mm-hmm. I just think it's 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 really going to work with almost yeah. any cigar we smoke. Maybe aside from some of those like Nicaraguas that we smoke that are kind of pepper bombs or yeah, you know you need a little bit more of a pairing. I think this was right for this lizard Ross. Well done. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, boys, let's do the formal lizard rating on the Ramon Ionis Ionis number three. Rooster, you're up. Yeah. So it's I mean it's really impressive
5: how good. These fresh cigars, the f- newly released cigars have been, I mean, we have had three in a row. Yeah. I mean, three that we have done in recently, mm-hmm. and they've all been great. So this cigar, I mean, you can tell it has a Ramona Jonas DNA. Even if the cigar, you smoke this without the band, I think you could tell this is a Ramon. I'm with you there. Right. So it, it has that dried fruit, that earthiness, that leather notes that do come through. I think it will do wonders with some age on it, though. I, mean, I agree with that. You know, even like a, even a year or two, it's gonna be great. So right now, at this stage and priced around thirty thirty one fifty, yeah, thirty one 50. fifty. I mean, it's it's a little pricey, but that's what Cuban cigars are right now, and for that reason, it's an eight for me right now.
4: Okay, Senator. So I'm in lockstep with Rooster. Um, I think for how this performs right now, it's a solid eight. I would smoke this again. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It has complexity. It picks up. It's not a one-act play. I think the way the first half smoked where it started out sweet, then it built up a little bit, and then the second half, I feel like, just really takes off in a really enjoyable way. Um, But I think, like Rooster said, you see the potential that this has to be not just a good or even very good, arguably great cigar, but like, I think truly this could be a spectacular cigar with age. And so I'm excited to see how this develops with time. And I think that's where it can hit a nine or even a 10 maybe, but for right now, solid eight, I'd smoke it again. And I think anybody should go out and try it. So for me, it's a nine. And
0: so I'm factoring in everything you're saying. I, what I like about it Even if there was a little bit of youth in that last, as you were saying, quarter instead of third, that last quarter, I'm factoring that in because I know where this is going to go, and it's just going to continue to get better and better and better. And I thought from the start, this was right in my, my palate was singing the whole all night tonight. (laughs) It was perfect for me, especially for a cigar that was rolled in March. Like I was really, really into it. And I have to say, and we'll go through some of the other ratings. The one cigar we have not done from Ramon yet is the the Gigantes, mm-hmm. the Double Corona. I had one of those a couple days ago. It's four years aged now. And this wipes the floor with that. Cigar, really wipes wow. the floor with that cigar wow. to the point that I'm not even comfortable bringing the rest of them that I have in to the podcast to review. Interesting, because it just was not great. Wow. This cigar wiped the floor with it. Seven months aged i'm shocked it's a nine for me all day i'm really impressed and at 31 bucks for the hour and 40 minutes or whatever it gave us tonight hour and a half i am really really happy with it yeah a nine all day pagoda
3: it's a nine for me uh straight up it began with a very pleasant taste uh you know it made me smile i did get a little bit of that you know tea kind of flavor which always brings about pleasant memories Mm -hmm. and uh a bit of the sweetness. And for me, I did not get any of the ammonia in the end. In fact, it went back to the beginning where I found a little bit of the sweetness again. And I really enjoyed it from the beginning to the end. The size is great. Uh, The combustion was fantastic. Uh, This was a very, very good smoke output for a Cuban. I really enjoyed it. It's a nine for me.
0: Awesome. Yeah.
2: Bam. Bam. You know, I'm thinking about the cost of this cigar and the experience that I had tonight. It's Like you said, Rooster, it's hard to factor price in because every Cuban cigar market has gone up in price. So you're going to pay a lot of money for it, whatever Cuban you want now. This was unique because how old is this cigar? Seven months. It, the gradual increase in body, which was very subtle as you went through the cigar, to me is an indicator of a pretty complex cigar. And I think it'll age beautifully. I'm at a nine. All right. Nine all day with this one.
0: So, boys, the formal lizard rating on the Ramon Ionis, Ionis number three, is an 8.6. Home run. Home run. Can you believe it? For a six-month-old cigar. Yeah. Wild. It's incredible. Definitely recommend. It's incredible. So, let's go through some of the other cigars we talked about tonight. We'll start with the other Ramon Ionis cigars. The Ramon Ionis specially selected we did on episode nine. 100 episodes ago, was a 9.0. Yeah, well, that's the a Superioris that we did on episode 54, very, very weak, 5.7. <laughs> the Small Club Corona we did an episode later on episode 55 on a short smoke special, was a 9.0. And the number two, the EL, Edicione Limitada from 2019,
5: was a flat 10.0. Yeah, that, was
2: an, that was an incredible unicorn cigar. that you. It's just amazing.
5: Yeah, I mean, this cigar has... That potential. potential. It does. Yeah. Smoke
2: this That's in the a thing.
5: year. If yeah. there's
4: one thing I think that we have very clearly discovered with Ramon Ionis, it ages incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And I say that because that Ramon Ionis number two, that 2019 limitata, when I first got those, they sucked. I'm not even going to mince my words. <laughs> they sucked. I was so... I bought not one, but two boxes of them. Puba was the first to get a box, and then I followed suit and stupidly... Well... At the time, I felt stupid for doing it, but doubled down and got even two. And I just tucked it away in the back. And I said, if they still suck after a year or two later, uh, I guess I'll move them. But transformed, I mean, unrecognizable. I almost wish that I had like a young one for you to try. <laughs> and then that with just a couple years of age on it, you would never recognize it. And so just see, having that experience with Ramon Ionis, we know the RAS ages incredibly well
5: too. It does. The
4: potential for this cigar, truly, the sky's the limit.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah. They don't need a lot of age. No. I mean, just a couple of years. But, yeah. you know,
2: the 50 cabs of, of the RAS that we've gotten over the years, they're smoking better and better. And that little, these standard production cigars, that Club Corona, that's a dessert cigar after a dinner. If you have a little mid, limited amount of time, it is quite the experience. That's a little home run cigar, which is incredible. It's incredible. And what I love about all the cigars we're talking about, you talk about the small club
0: Corona is probably a $15 cigar. Yeah. The RAS is probably mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the EL from 2019 is a really expensive cigar, maybe $50, $60, $70. Tonight, a $31 cigar. Everything we're talking about, it runs the gamut price-wise inside the same kind of DNA as you mentioned, Rooster, of Ramon Ionis. Like it kind of covers all the bases. like. You can hit the yep. limited amount of time. You can go for the standard Robusto. You want to do a special night with the EL if you can find a box of those. Yeah. Or you have this new release, the Robusto Extra for 31 bucks. I mean, Ramon is like doing great. Just avoid the Superiors.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the other ones I wanted to review really quickly because we talked about them a lot tonight. The new cigars that came out from Habanos that we did on the podcast. The uh, Ligoria Cubana Turquinos, we did on episode 84, was an 8.8. 8. And the Rafael Gonzalez Coronas de Lonsdale, we did four episodes ago on episode 105, was a flat
2: 8.0. And these are young cigars. Young cigars. Very young cigars performing incredibly. So, you Habanos know. is doing something really, really that's smart right. now. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They're blenders, they're yeah. masters.
0: Yeah. Cuba Tobacco's doing, doing oh, the yeah. right thing there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the only one from that list that edged it out was the Turquinos by, you know, two-tenths of a point, 88 on episode 84. You know, tonight, 8.6. The other one that we mentioned that we should just kind of reference is the Edmundo, which is the closest cigar Mm -hmm. in regular production to this size. We did that on episode 80. Got a flat 8.0.
2: Honestly, the Turquinos edging this one out tonight makes a lot of sense. It worked out perfectly. Yeah. Perfect. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, boys. A great night tonight.
0: What a fantastic pairing. The Buna Haven. The, <laughs> the Buna. The Buna. Budaki Ben. God, Some a year have been. <laughs> the Buna Haven. Buna Haven. Yes. Uh, bu- the Buna Haven. The Buna Haven got a nine point three, and our cigar tonight, the Ramon Iones Iones number three, got an eight point six. Can you believe it? Let me tell you, both of those are a major, major surprise for me. Yeah. All right, boys. Great night, great conversation, and we'll see you all next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us hello at loungelizardspod.com you can also find us on instagram at loungelizardspod. we really appreciate your time and we'll uh, we'll see you next week